listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome to episode number 190. And this week, we're going to recap freelance wrestling, ICW Milwaukee, all heel wrestling, plus we're going to preview AAW Pro at Joe's on Wheat Street, and we'll touch upon some key WWE releases. Plus, we welcome for the first time one of the hottest up-and-coming wrestlers in the Chicagoland area, a former two-time ARW champion, a former SCW Genesis champion, sharpshooter James Creed, and we'll talk Southland Championship Wrestling's WrestleTopia 4 and much more. You can get all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. It's your boy, FTC, Frank the Clown here, and you are listening or doing something with your ears to the Windy City Slam Podcast. Frank the Clown's been a guest a couple of times. Will I be a guest again? Well, I don't know. Get the check ready, Mike. (laughs) Attention! Windy City Slam is looking for a few good tag team partners to advertise on Windy City Slam Podcast and WindyCitySlam.com. Get your product or service notice with pro wrestling fans. Affordable rates that fit your budget. Message us on Facebook, X, or Instagram, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. Hey, this is Trevor Outlaw, but you bozos can address me as you are rudely, and you're listening to the... Windy City Slam podcast, and you can check it out every Tuesday. Oh, wait, I've been on this like five times. I should know this by now. Either way, not getting paid enough for this. Windy City Slam podcast, check it out on Tuesdays, and you never know when Trevor Outlaw is going to be back. Back here on Windy City Slam podcast, so much to get into, and WWE had a mass release last week. A bunch of talent, a bunch of employees over the last week or so. Kind of a sad day anytime you see uh, men and women lose their jobs for any reason. And some of the WWE releases that really um, were significant included former world heavyweight champion Dolph Ziggler, Chicago native Mustafa Ali, and Matt Riddle in a little bit of a surprise. Ziggler was a guy who did almost 20 years with WWE. Like I said, two-time former world heavyweight champion, multi-time intercontinental champion, just a great performer in the ring. And this is a guy I know is going to land on his feet just fine. Whether he goes to AEW or does independence, he also does his stand-up show. I mean, Dolph Ziggler's a guy, a.k.a. Nick Nemeth. He's a guy that just has all the tools in the toolbox and he can do whatever he wants and he's going to be just fine. Mustafa Ali is a Chicago guy. I'm a big fan of his. And shockingly enough, he was supposed to wrestle Dominic Mysterio for the NXT North American Championship this weekend on the NXT Premium Live event. Obviously, that match is not happening now. Ali is free. I would love to see Ali work the Chicagoland independent scene, freelance wrestling, freelance underground, warrior wrestling, maybe CSW. Those would be awesome places for him to go. He occasionally trains at the Freelance Wrestling Academy, so he already kind of has his feet wet on the scene. He came up through freelance as well, and I would love to see him back at a freelance show or a freelance underground or some of the other ones that that already named, and he's just awesome. I love Mustafa Ali. And Matt Riddle, a little bit of a surprise. Maybe it's kind of more because of his actions and behaviors outside the ring. I always thought he was a skilled performer. Sometimes I, I like the stoner thing as his character. Sometimes I didn't. It was a little silly at times. His deal, though, with rated arcade bro with Randy Orton was awesome. It was hilarious at times, especially the way Orton kind of played his foil. And it was pretty cool. And best of luck to Matt Riddle in his future. And best of luck to everybody who got released over the last couple of weeks. 
And this weekend we have NXT and AEW Premium Live Events. Check them out if you get the chance. Those would both be pretty good shows. But now we're going to get into the local and regional action from this past Friday night, September the 22nd. ICW Milwaukee presented Insane Warfare at The Bar in West Allis, Wisconsin, just inside of Milwaukee. And these results and recaps, courtesy of High Five Tom of the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. And there was a special appearance at the show by Milwaukee legend Milverine. In the pre-show, we had Blazin Ben defeating a returning Simon Says and Sensei Tim Storm when Blazin Ben hits a DVD on Tim Storm for the win. Mo Foley defeats the Mad Hatter with a second rope lung blower. Big Steppa Armando Alvarez defeats Apex athlete CJ Cole with a curb stomp and... Tom says this is a match of the year contender in the area as two of the hottest Midwest talents went tit for tat, but after some trickery, Armando picked up the victory. Your Mama's favorite tag team, Country Air of Zach Hendricks and Doc Simmons, defeats the tandem of marvelous Ethan Matthews and Cowboy Craig in a hard-hitting affair as Zach pins Ethan after the Air Buddies finisher. For the vacant ICW championship, we have a new champion, the Spectre. Jaden Mercer, and I know he's a personal favorite of High Five Tom, he defeats Yanni GQ to win the title. And Eric Dillinger was unable to defend the title, stemming from his injuries from the Insane Eight. Dillinger's original opponent, Mercer, was batched up against ICW icon Yanni GQ, and after some interference from Sean Priest, Spectre was able to become the new champion. And then for the ICW Midwest Championship, Chucky Bates defeats Bobby V via roll-up pin. Chucky was able to fight off some interference from both Craig and Ethan and ended up pushing Bobby into Craig to get the pin. In a grudge match years in the making, Jared Jacks with Jason Dukes defeats Marman after a super kick. At the end of the match, Dukes interferes allowing Jacks to get the victory. ICW Tag Team Championship, The Great Outdoors defeats the Theory of Asian Unity to retain after Yeti Henderson slams Josiah through the ring for the pin. Those were High Five Tom's words. I assume he was talking about it in a metaphorical sense, not an actual sense. So I assume Josiah did not go actually through the ring. <laughs> and in your main event, Tyler Sullivan defeats Insane 8 MVP and the new ICW Alternative Champion Tommy Trainwreck in a Pains of Glass Insane Warfare match. And this was a match that saw lots of broken glass, light tubes, and even a weed whacker. And Tyler Sullivan gets the win with help from BC Holdings and Management. Moving on to also this past Friday night, Freelance Wrestling presented Once Upon a Time in Freelance at the Avondale Music Hall on the northwest side of Chicago. In the scramble match, Chico Suave defeats Isaiah Velasquez, Acid Jazz, Robbie Reeves, Salem Crane, and Reagan Lydale when Chico reverses the Hammer of Dawn to get the pin. And after the match, Velasquez is showing some heel tendencies by cheap-shotting Chico and, and Robbie Reeves and super-kicking Reagan Lydale. Wow. But Reagan Lydale was a star in this match. She was body-slamming everybody. It was really cool to see. And then we had Darren Corbin pinning Dylan McQueen after a ginger snap following an Irick. The red-hot Coda Hernandez pins Rico Gonzalez after a powerbomb. And during the match, this was one of the highlights of the night, Gonzalez jumps off the top rope, grabs one of the rafters, and then comes down to double-stomp Hernandez in just a sick-looking move. And I really, really thought somebody might have got hurt there. I'm just thankful that that was not the case. However, Coda Hernandez stays hot in singles competition at Freelance Wrestling. Maybe another title match coming up against Brian Keith or even maybe Storm Grayson down the line. Freelance Tag Team Championship GPA and Laney defeat Swoggle and Colt Cabana when Laney pins Swoggle after GPA takes out Cabana by crotching him on the top turnbuckle. And in my personal match of the night, the one I was really looking forward to, referee Dan Perch pins yours rudely Trevor Outlaw after a tornado DDT. Now, Matt Nix was a special guest referee. He had a little bit of an impact in the match. And now Trevor Outlaw has to serve the rest of Purchase Suspension. I have no idea how long that is. However, I get to ask Trevor that question next week. 
when he returns to Windy City Slam podcast as Trevor Outlaw will join us. And after the match, Trevor leaves his wrestling shoes in the ring. So maybe another question to ask Trevor about his freelance career. And then in the semi-main event, we had Shoko Nakajima pinning Shaza McKenzie following a senton bomb. And your main event, an all-star tag team match, the freelance world champion Storm Grayson and the freelance legacy champion Brian Keith defeat Bang and Matthews when Keith pins Bang following an Emerald Tiger driver. And Grayson and Keith showed a little dissension during and after the match due to some accidental friendly fire and seeds are being planted for their third match perhaps? Hmm... Could be interesting. They already wrestled twice, I believe, both for Freelance Underground, and they're one and one so I think we'd love to see that in a main event of Freelance Wrestling at some point very soon. Alright, Saturday, September the 23rd, Black Label Pro presented TurboGraphs 24, the doubleheader show with the big tournament at the Berwyn Eagles Club, and Kevin Koo defeats Black Label Pro champion Cole Radrick in the final to become the new Black Label Pro Champion. And en route to that title victory, Ku defeated his Violence is Forever tag team partner, Dominic Garini, in the first round, and then Eli Isom and Tom Lawler in a triple threat in the second round, and then Myung Jay Lee in the semifinals to set up his match with Radrick. And Radrick's path to the final, he defeated former AEW star Sonny Kiss in the first round, Broken Finley in the second round, and Rico Gonzalez in the semifinals before falling to coup. Also this past Saturday night, September the 23rd, Crash Tested Wrestling presented Aftermath in Merrillville, Indiana, and in that action-packed, high-stakes main event, Chris Miller gets the winning fall in the tag team match that pitted CTW champion Cody James and all-day Marche Rocket against Miller and decaying Miles Mercer. So now Miller will get the title shot against Cody James on November the 11th at Crash Givings back in Merrillville. A couple of highlights from the area we had Sunday, September the 24th, Ileana Pro Wrestling in Richton Park, and we congratulate the new IPW Tag Team Champions, the lovely Miss Larkin and Nick Diamond. Now that's an interesting combination. And also Sunday evening, we had Gali Lucha Libre, where Missa Kate retains the Gali Lucha Libre Women's Championship over Leslie Michelle. And one more show to kind of talk about a little bit. It was also Sunday afternoon, September the 24th, All Heel Wrestling returned, presenting Total Anarchy at the VFW in Woodstock. And this recap, courtesy of AHW's King Torch. For the AHW Tag Team Championship, we had Joey Mayberry and mystery partner Moondog Murray defeat Country Air, Zach Hendricks, and Doc Simmons to win the championship. And Country Air came out aggressively, the crowd was behind them, and Moondog could not turn them back, especially since Joey Mayberry was using heel tactics throughout the match, and that kind of left Moondog on the fence. But... Joey Moondog gets the victory when Joey hits Doc Simmons with the championship belt while the referee was distracted and he got the pin in about a 12-minute match. And after the match, Country Air was trying to get a little bit of revenge on Moondog, but Joey Mayberry drags him to safety. Next match, we had Missa Kate pinning Lily La Pescadita in a great match and the crowd was really into this. It was white hot. They were fully behind Lily as Missa Kate was playing the heel and Missa just continued to antagonize the crowd, but Lily used every bit of her grappling acumen and submission attempts to hold her off. Missa then gained the upper hand a few times before finally defeating Lily by pinfall in about 14 minutes. And after the match, Missa Kate gave props to the newcomers' energy and never-say-die attitude, endorsing Lily and showing her some respect before exiting the ring and then going over to Galley to defend her title there against... Leslie Michelle, so two victories on Sunday for Missa Kate. And then we had Eric Schultz defeating FXB and Jay Cross in a three-way. It was supposed to be Eric Schultz at FXB, but we'll explain how it became a three-way here in just a second. So Schultz was accompanied to the ring by Trademark, Torch, and Mr. JB, and 
FXB showed no signs of fear, did not back down, as Eric and FXB locked up Jay Cross's music hit, and he stormed the ring demanding to be inserted into the match. Trademark takes the mic and said he thought it was a great idea, even though Torch didn't seem to agree. They bickered back and forth on the outside about that decision, and a few minutes in, FXB was draped over the rope, and Torch told Trademark to choke him as the ref was distracted. Trademark walked away from the area. After long back and forth that saw multiple near falls for each competitor, Schultz catches FXB with the cutter and gets the pin in about 12 minutes. And then there was a mid-show segment that saw King Torch come to the ring and introduce Planet SWI's podcast, taking place live from the venue, hosted by Lep and Stitch, and enter the ring in an attempt to end the family feud between himself and his son Daylight. After a few minutes, Daylight made his way to the ring and stated he wasn't there to fight, he was here to talk. Stitch and Lep rose from their podcast setup and entered the ring to defuse the situation as longtime family friends. Daylight promptly blew them off, knocked Torch to the mat, and began raining down MMA-style blows to his head as he covered up. Mr. JB attempted to save Torch only to be cut off by Nathan Nile the Lizard Man with a poison mist and Metalhead also attempted to intervene before being rerouted by Nile. Torch was finally pulled from the ring by JB, bleeding from his nose, as Trademark finally came out to the stage and shook his head in disappointment as Torch asked him where the hell he had been. Back to the show, we have Cody James pinning Jax Johnson, who was accompanied by Lee Metallic. Cody James came out with a massive pop, and he's been red hot lately, like in CTW, CSW, the NWA, and the momentum carries over in AHW, and Jackson Lee came out to a round of aggressive boos. Cody controlled the pace for most of the match, as Metallic attempted multiple times to interfere, but got stifled every time. Cody wins the match in about 9 minutes with the Cody Country finisher. And then, probably your match of the night, we have AHW Midwestern Champion Paulie Tomaselli pinning and retaining the title against Matteo Valentine. And both men received great welcomes from the crowd and they put on one hell of a match. Incredibly physical and intense. Probably very similar to their match at Fusion a few months ago. Matteo very nearly defeated Paulie multiple times as the match was about 50-50. The crowd was really into it. Until at the 16-minute mark, Tomaselli hits his supernova and wins by pinfall. After the match, Paulie takes the microphone, tells the crowd how much he loves them, and told Mateo how much he loved and appreciated him as well. And Paulie has been the only wrestler on every AHW show so far, and he will never let anyone defeat him for his championship. He gave Mateo a nice endorsement, and the crowd went wild. They embraced each other and then headed on to the back. And in your main event... This was a lot better than their previous little fight. We had the AHW heavyweight champion Metalhead pinning the lizard man Nathan Nile. The crowd absolutely boos Metalhead out of the building. Metalhead sucks chance. And then lizard man Nathan Nile receives a star treatment as the crowd was crazy for him. He got that big underdog pop and it really kind of pushed him through this match. It was a furious start from Nile who eventually got Metalhead down after some numerous springboard kicks and a DDT. He also added an RVD-style 5-star frog splash, immediately followed by an Eddie Guerrero shimmy and a frog splash that had the crowd blowing the roof off. Nile went for the pin, but Metalhead kicked out at 2 and 3 quarters, and then Lizzie dumps Metalhead to ringside and performs a suicide dive on the outside on a nasty spill. But then Metalhead took control, driving Lizardman into the post multiple times before rolling him back in the ring. As Lizzie looked to recover, Metalhead kept cutting him off until a perfectly timed dropkick rocked Metalhead. Lizzie tried to go to the top for a flying crossbody, but was caught in midair by Metalhead and put down with Metalhead's spin-out Uranagi finisher in about 15 minutes to retain. So they had their little fight back, I believe it was in March, at one of the past AHW shows over at the skate park, and Nathan now just got destroyed in that gauntlet match, and Nathan now showed a lot of heart in this match, came very close to unseating Metalhead, but wow.
But Metalhead is who he is. He's that guy. He's big, bad, tough, and rough, and he retains the title. After the match, Metalhead continues his attack on now, and Daylight hits the ring to save his friend. After multiple clubbing blows to Metalhead, Daylight was caught by the neck and dropped with a big right hand. Metalhead followed this up by dumping Daylight over the top rope, as Lizzie once again attempted to fight off the champion. As Lizzie got tossed over the top straight to the floor, Daylight made one final attempt to stop Metalhead, who put him down with a nasty pile driver before he left the ring. In the wake of this chaos, we had bodies strewn everywhere. Down on the outside were referee Kevin Woods, Nathan Nile, and Daylight. And then Cody James comes out, rolls Nile back into the ring before helping him to his feet and giving him credit for how hard he fought against Metalhead and the fans were chanting Lizard Man with a standing ovation as the show wrapped up. Next up for the AHW and Northland Wrestling crew will be Northland Pro Wrestling presents Nightmare on the Square October the 7th back in Woodstock and the next AHW show will be announced very soon. And this weekend we have a few events to talk about. Friday night, September the 29th, north of the Wisconsin border, we have Fourth Wall Wrestling's Back to La Pica at the La Pica Lounge in Milwaukee. This show features Mateo Valentine versus Silas Young. That should be terrific. And then we have Chucky Bates versus Johnny GQ. And in a six-man tag, which should be electric, we have CJ Cole and the four-star heroes of Matt Nix and Chris Castro against Armando Alvarez and TAU. Also Friday night, September the 29th, AAW presents The Chaos Theory at Joe's on Wee Street in Chicago. And for the AAW Championship, we have Davey Vega defending against Gringo Loco. For the AAW Heritage Championship, Hartenbauer defending that title for Davey Vega takes on Big Beef Narles Garvin. And if Garvin loses, he must join the Bravo family for six months. And in a special attraction, we have AAA Latin American champion QT Marshall defending against Solomon Tupu. That should be fun. And then we have a grudge match between Heather Reckless and Taylor Rising. Plus, we're going to see AAW Tag Team Champions Rush Jones and Chaff, former AAW Champion Jake Something, Robert Ego Anthony, Matt Warner, Conan Lycan, Joe Alonzo with Chuck Smooth, Thrill Billy Silas Mason, the Swag Champ Ren Jones, the Stiff Robo Ginger Gary J, Jesse V, Koa Loxamana with Callies, and Anthony Katina. That's going to be a fun show, and that venue Joe's on Wayne Street, they used to host Zello Pro Wrestling. That's going to be a fun little night, and it's a kind of a more of an intimate venue for AAW, so it should be a special treat. Also Saturday night, September the 30th, we have Southland Championship Wrestling presenting WrestleTopia 4 at the Shabantz Civic Center in Shabantz. 7 p.m. bell time, we have High Voltage Action at 6. In the big match of the evening, we have the five-man called shot ladder match. Sharpshooter James Creed, Acid Jazz, Irish Garbomb Sean Mulligan, former SCW Genesis Champion Benny Vargas, and attorney Eric Schultz. And the winner of this match gets to call his shot for any championship in SCW. We have the SCW champion Evil Genius Aaron Xavier taking on the veteran SCW president Tenacious Terry Allen. SCW Genesis Championship The Kang Miles Mercer defends against Max Holiday. For the SCW Women's Championship, Renee Van Peebles RVP defends against Shauna Reed. Six-man tag team match. This is going to be a war. We have Team Payne, Hunter Payne, Marco Anthony, and Jimmy Blaze taking on Team Spade of Scott Spade, Kazile, and Logan Steele. SCW Tag Team Championship sees Dysfunction defend against the Titans of Destruction. Another women's match. We have Angel versus Natasha Crane, JPH against Tyvon Jordan, Goth Knight versus Apex, and there will also be the Nick Huffman Memorial Battle Royal. Alright, that's a mouthful. And coming up next, we're going to let sharpshooter James Creed take over a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about one of the hottest up-and-coming wrestlers in the Chicagoland area, a former ARW and former SCW Genesis champion. So stay tuned for sharpshooter James Creed right here 
on Windy City Slam Podcast. My name is Storm Grayson. I'm your freelance wrestling world champion, and you're listening to the Windy City Slam Podcast. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Broad South in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. You can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast this week. And I'm so very excited to welcome, for the very first time, one of the hottest up-and-coming wrestlers in the Chicagoland area, a former two-time ARW champion, and a former SCW Genesis champion. Ladies and gentlemen, sharpshooter James Creed. James, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm awesome. Glad to have you on for the first time. Thanks for having me. All right. So you're coming back strong after a knee injury. Uh, You had a torn ACL and you had surgery on it around the spring of 2022. And you vowed at that time to come back faster, stronger, and better than I have ever been before. And you've been doing that so far. And you've done some great things before and after the injury. So let's go ahead, rewind a little bit and talk a little bit about how you got started. Okay. Yeah, go for it. All right. You're a Chicago area guy, like a Northwest Indiana, as you were telling me just before the show, right? Yeah. But you started training briefly and you were doing some bumps and doing a little bit of work here and there in the Milwaukee area with the legendary Angel Armani. So how did you get connected up there? So I actually got met Angel through ARW. I was going and training a couple hours before the show at ARW uh, back in like 2017. And I got introduced to Angel Armani and he said he runs a couple camps uh, on the weekends, every like, couple every, uh, every month. And I was driving from Indiana up to Milwaukee twice, twice a month, staying for a weekend. And doing that for a couple months and then uh i had rotator cuff surgery got sidelined for a little bit but then came back and then i met uh under pain at a arw show when they had a invasion going on and the rest is history started with sew in february of 2019 and that's when i officially made my debut so that was the deal with you getting connected with scw uh, when you met him at arw back in 2019 and you were just a fan at that point uh yeah uh i mean i was just training before shows but i mean it was just bumping and that was pretty much it i mean i i learned like very like basic stuff but the meat and potatoes i got with uh hunter Payne. so who were your wrestling influences (laughs) Shawn Michaels, Eddie Guerrero, AJ Styles, and a little bit of Seth Rollins now. I mean, I could totally see you kind of covering that umbrella with all those guys with the style that you have and the things that you can do in the ring. Yeah, definitely. You've held the ARW Championship twice now, and Mm -hmm. SCW Genesis Championship as well, and numerous tag team titles. And at some point, you suffered that torn ACL. So how did that happen? So I actually tore it at a training session. I We were doing a basic uh, drill. I took an up and over onto the side of the apron. And when I landed, I landed a little awkwardly and my right knee bent in. And my I literally just felt my whole knee just pop. And then I rolled backwards down the stairs and it, it was just a messy situation. Couldn't really put weight on it. Uh, I didn't 
think that I tore my ACL because like six or seven months prior, I had actually uh, dislocated my knee in a match. I went up for a high knee and when I landed, pretty much the same thing happened, but to my left knee. So it was kind of like a similar pain there. So I just thought that I just dislocated it. Didn't get it checked out, just did the physical therapy that I knew what to do. And then on a, on ironically, COVID happened and got a lot of rest, did my rehab still, came back. 2021, I felt great, no issues really. Then it was really at the start of 2022 is where everything just started to go downhill. I just started to walk, walk upstairs and felt my knee popping in and out of place, catching. And as time went on, it got progressively worse. And I was like, yep, I should probably get this checked out now. Went to the doctor, I uh, got an MRI and he looked at me and he goes, how are you walking, let alone wrestling? Uh, because I had no ACL at all. It was just a little stump. Both sides of my uh, meniscus were torn. Yeah. So I was wrestling on a no ACL for two and a half years. Yeah. I uh, opted to get surgery in June of 2022. And I actually got cleared in October to uh, start going back and doing everything. And then I made, I made my return back in uh, January. Yep. And you kind of incorporated the knee thing into a little rivalry with JPH, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was one to take me out at SCW. And when I came back, I returned technically in December to take him out uh, after his match with Aaron Xavier. Um, and then we had our return match back in January. And that culminated at SCW in a coffin match in, back in March. Now, this is great video, chronicling your recovery and return on ARW's YouTube channel. So I suggest fans go ahead and check that out. It's really, really cool. It shows you going to a couple of your appointments. It shows you working out, kind of cut working mm -hmm. back to your return in ARW. So really good watch there. And now Shout out to Josh Innes for that. Great guy behind the camera. He's uh he's part of ARW, correct? Yes, yes, correct. Mm -hmm. And now let's uh, take a look at January fourteenth, twenty twenty three. You returned to ARW at the Indiana Rampage, and JPH was entrant number one. And ironically enough, you are entry number two. And now this whole storyline with JPH really kind of started cooking there too. In addition to your mm -hmm. SCW experiences, yep. you eliminated eight JPH and route to winning that whole thing. So what was it like to kind of get one over on him in that match? It felt really good because that was actually a couple weeks prior to uh, me and him having our return match at SCW. Mm -hmm. So it was a precursor, which felt great to get that one up on him and to let him know that I have his number and that I'm coming back for blood. And we'll talk a little bit more about JPH as we go on, but you rolled that momentum of winning the Indiana Rampage to winning the ARW championship from the absolute answer, Nick Cutler at Unstoppable on May the 13th, just a few months after you returned to the ring. And actually you had defeated Ivan Manson, I believe like a year or so before that for the title, mm -hmm. but C Cutler cashed in on you to beat you for that title. So with all that being said, what was it like to win the ARW championship under those circumstances to, to go ahead and win it for the second time? It was like a full circle moment, there was actually a little bit more history too, because when ARW came back from the whole COVID hiatus, it was at their May show back in 2021. And the main event of that show was myself, James Creed against Nick Cutler. Now, fast forward to uh, when I beat Ivan Manson for the heavyweight championship for the first time, Back in January of 22, Cutler cashed in with the golden ticket. And then I get taken out with the knee injury. Uh, I'm out for eight months. And I come back and we have our match in May of 2023. Two years to the show when we first came back. And it was just coincidentally nice long-term storytelling right there. And it, it was a nice full circle moment. 
which that also happened to be uh, Nick Cutler's last match now, mm-hmm. which he had announced. So it, it, it was really cool to see that all play out like that. Man, it was cool to see Nick kind of put a young guy like you over on his way out too. That's just great business right there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That that was really nice. And you and JPH have been embroiled in this long rivalry, and it's spread through multiple promotions, including ARW, Southland Championship Wrestling, and even Squared Circle Megastar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been it's been crazy. You can't you can't get rid of each other, basically. And you just lost that ARW championship to him at Danger Zone a couple of weeks ago when JPH pinned you while holding your tights for leverage. And both of you are accomplished wrestlers, and there's just something that just won't die when it comes to you guys being on opposite sides of the rank. And obviously, you guys are far from done. Yeah. Me and him, we've, it just seems like we've always either been fighting with each other or fighting against each other. We've, tag teamed a couple times and we even had a couple matches against each other a couple times but it was all friendly like we know that we're gonna hit hard but nothing compared to i i couldn't have ever prepared for him to take me out and actually put me onto the shelf and finish my knee off and yeah now now it's definitely a personal vendetta to put him out because this is getting ridiculous now. It's been going on for two years now. And I'm just, um, it's time to put it away, JPH. Yeah, he even attacked you before the Squirt Circle Megastar show at Mega Games <laughs> in the practice ring at the Berman Eagles Club. And that led up to some of your ARW stuff this past, a couple weeks ago. And you got your revenge on him in that Mega Games, that Mega Rumble. A little bit you eliminated him from that match and uh man it's just crazy what you guys have been doing yeah i spent 95 minutes in there with myself and will austin mm-hmm. and jph actually spent a a little over an hour in there too so i know we were both dead tired but i i have his number and yeah he, he was a better man at danger zone i underestimated him and i let my anger get in the way of that and Cool. Congrats, Jordan. You got the heavyweight championship now, but now at Harvest Moon, mm-hmm. it's me and Nick Diamond for a number one contendership match. And sorry to look past you, Nick, but the heavyweight championship's mine and I'm going to face Jordan for it at Black and Blue Wednesday. And there's just nothing that's going to stop me. Yeah, that's Harvest Moon on October the 14th for ARW at the American Legion Post 100 in Lake Station, Indiana. That should be one hell of a match between you and Nick. Absolutely. Let's go on back to that Square Circle Megastars Mega Rumble. And you mentioned that 95 minutes, you and Will Austin, you guys were one and two in that match. Mm -hmm. And just kind of lasted the whole thing through 40 guys. But Austin snuck out with the victory. My, My question to you is this. How do you build up that type of endurance? As much as I want to say do cardio at the gym, that only helps so much because being in shape is completely different than being in ring shape. So my suggestion is find a training school at Southland Championship Wrestling if you're in the area, and we do a lot of cardio there. I would put our cardio up there to anybody's. Nobody trains harder than us, and you just got to push yourself. And speaking of the SCW training school down in Moments, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. Speaking of the school, I hear you actually do and lead some of the training now. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it's me and Hunter Payne who uh, take up most of the training now. We're there every single day we can get in there. Training days are on Tuesday and Thursday, but we also work out there too. So anybody who wants to come down, shoot myself or Hunter Payne a message and we'll get you in there. We had just a couple new students sign up recently and we have a nice little class going on and it, it's picking up really quick. So I'm really looking forward to these guys. And just a couple of the guys that have really kind of started percolating and standing out a little bit. Uh, Warren C. Freiburg the third Esquire, who's your high voltage champion in SCW and even VIP has looked impressive at times down there as well. Oh. 
Yep. We also have uh, Johnny Chaos that just came out of there. He's a new up-and-coming guy, Mm -hmm. as well as Apex. So we got a bunch of nice guys coming out of there. It's a good crop. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. And now let's talk a little bit more about SCW. And there's this very exciting show coming up this Saturday, September the 30th, as Southland Championship Wrestling presents it. WrestleTopia 4 at the Shabant Civic Center in Shabant. It's not far from Kankakee. The bell for the main show is 7 p.m. High voltage action begins at 6. This is going to be one hell of a show. And on the main show, let's talk a little bit about the match you're involved in. It's a five-man called shot ladder match with you, Acid Jazz, Irish Car Bomb, Sean Mulligan, former SCW Genesis champion Benny Vargas, and attorney Eric Schultz. And basically, the winner of this gets to call a shot. Is it for any title, or is it just for the heavyweight title? It is. It's for any title. Obviously, if you want, you can use it for the heavyweight championship. You can use it for the tag team championship. Or you can use it for the Genesis championship. You can even use it for the high voltage championship if you really wanted to. Any title is, I don't want to say up for grabs, but you can get, you can call your shot at any championship anytime you want. And it's a really neat, uh, really neat concept. And I have uh, the bet in my crosshairs, and I can't wait to get in there with those four other guys and do some pretty crazy stuff. It's going to be really fun. I've never been on a ladder match before, but I'm really looking forward to this one. That's kind of surprising given that, you know, the, the, the type of wrestler you are and some of the people that you emulate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually wanted to be in the first one last year, but unfortunately I just, uh, I just missed it. I was still out with injury, but I definitely, I'm really looking forward to this one. I've been preparing for it. Not as, uh, Uniquely as Benny Vargas has uh, with getting ladders thrown at him on social media. So unique approach, but an approach nonetheless. (laughs) And the the collection of talent in this match, you have acid jazz, a guy that's been for like 20 years now. And even Sean Mulligan, another veteran of the business. And then you got, you got Eric Schultz who is only a few years in, but he's really talented as well. So this is a, a great crop of talent. And you mentioned Benny as well. So it, it's, it's going to be. Yeah. I've, I've had history with all of the guys except for Benny. Benny is the only person that I really haven't gotten in the ring with uh, and had a match with yet. I've faced uh, Sean Mulligan. I faced Eric Schultz a couple times. Um, faced Cobra a handful of times, and I even faced Acid Jazz a couple times too. So Benny is the only one that I haven't been in the ring with. So just got to do my research, and I really don't know how to prepare for uh, Benny because he seems like a loose cannon. Mm-hmm. Don't really know how to prepare for him. So he's a pretty peculiar fellow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one way to put it. <laughs> and this match right here, it could be a golden ticket to the SCW Heavyweight Championship. And that's one of the titles that has eluded you so far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to uh, climb that ladder to success, grab that bat, and call my shot. And Aaron Xavier, if you're still champion, whenever I decide to cash that bat in, I'm coming for you. Because me and you have unfinished business. Yeah, you guys had a match, what, a couple months ago? And it really kind of, it didn't go your way because it was a draw, right? Uh, It wasn't a draw. So he had uh, a stipulation saying that I wouldn't be able to have a uh, normal one-on-one match with him uh, for the title as long as he's champion if I don't walk out as the champion. So... I'm hoping that uh, with this called shot bet, if I'm lucky enough and able enough to climb that ladder and pull it down, uh, that, that'd be my way back to the mountaintop and get back there. What was the result of that match again, though? Wasn't a draw? Was it a DQ finish? No. Uh, Terry Allen was the referee, and he didn't see uh, Aaron use the bet or use the, uh, the belt on me, and Aaron um... beat me. Oh, okay. So he did beat you, but not cleanly. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. I was reading some other stuff, but maybe that maybe I was looking at the wrong month or whatever. But okay, that's cool. And speaking of 
the evil genius Aaron Xavier. He defends the SCW Heavyweight Championship against tenacious Terry Allen. So does it matter to you who wins this match, or do you want one? Uh, I don't think that it is a uh, title match. Oh, is it not? Uh, I, I don't believe so. Um, I just think that Terry's looking to put Aaron in his place and just actually beat some respect into him. And so, yeah, but I don't think that it's a title match unless the powers that be made it one. And then we have... The SCW Genesis Championship, uh, Decaying, Miles Mercer defends against Max Holiday. SCW Women's Champion, Renee Van Peebles defends against Shauna Reed. And then we have a six-man tag with the veteran-rich team of Team Payne. And it's got to be like 70 years of experience in that group. Hunter Payne, Marco Anthony, and Jimmy Blaze against Team Spade of Scott Spade, Kazile, and Logan Steele. This is going to be one hell of a match. And that's just the stuff that's been announced so far. I'm sure there's going to be mm-hmm. other matches as well. Absolutely. I seen that we have a couple newcomers coming. We have Tavon Jordan taking on JPH and we have Goth Knight taking on Apex. I know that those two matches were just recently announced, like as of today, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not too sure what those guys bring to the table. They both are new. I think they're coming from down south. So got to do your homework on them. Once again, it's WrestleTopia 4 at the Shabbat Civic Center in Shabbat, Saturday night, September 30th, Bell for the Main Show at 7 p.m., High Voltage is at 6, Front Row Tickets, $20, General Admission, 15 and SCW will also be collecting donations for the Austin Scott Humble and Kind Childhood Cancer Foundation. And SCW does some great charitable things throughout the year, and that's really, really cool. Yeah. Absolutely. We love helping out all the charities throughout the year. It's great time for everybody involved, and we raise a decent amount of money for each charity. I love doing it. Now, if someone has not checked out SCW, how do you describe the action in an SCW event? Hard-hitting, family fun. You're going to get more than your money's worth. A lot of High high energy, uh, fast pace action, and you never you never know what you're going to get in an SCW show. It's always going to be a great family fun show for everybody coming. Now you have more than just wrestling talent, and we've talked about this a couple of times in the past, including just before we went on the air here. I've heard you've done some great graphic design work for show posters, match cards, stuff like that, including some for SCW. So how did you get into that? I've always been into art. Uh, I used to draw back in the day. My dad and my my grandfather, they were really talented artists. And I just, I picked up my iPad and I wanted to do some doodling on it and do some graphic design. And I just finally just started messing around with it and trying to be self-taught. Uh, Josh Ennis, again, he was also showing me how to do some stuff on some apps. So I credit some of that to him too. But yeah, uh, I love making the WrestleTopia posters. They're always fun. They're a nice little throwback. And it gives me some some good serotonin. Let's <laughs> yeah. the finished product. Yeah, those WrestleTopia posters, to describe them a little bit, remind me a little bit of some WrestleMania promos or Coliseum video covers yep. back in the day. And they're really, really cool. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, before we let you go, I want to ask you one more thing about wrestling. So do you have aspirations to get to a place such as like a WWE or an AEW or Impact Wrestling? You certainly have the skills for, to do that. Oh, absolutely. I've always wanted to... It, it, it's the dream to make it there one day, obviously. Uh, and ever since I, I don't even want to say since I came back, but since I started wrestling, I've been busting my tail to try to get up to the big leagues, to get to an NWA, to get to a MLW or an Impact. Obviously, the goal is to get to a AEW or obviously WWE, but Especially since I came back from surgery, I've just been full full fledged going forward and trying to bust my ass to get to where I need to get to, and just it, it all just goes down to getting in front of the right people 
and I'm I'm willing to travel anywhere I got to go to do that. And you mentioned the NWA. That could be a really good, you know, jumping point for you too, because you got a lot of Chicagoland slash Midwestern guys there. Robert Ego Anthony, Joe Alonzo, Missa Kate, the brothers of Funstruction, Koa Loxamana, mm-hmm. Cody James, Mario Pardua, all Chicago area folks that are doing well for them. Absolutely. Trying to get up there. Uh just matter of getting there, getting in front of the right people and seeing what's going on, you know. Hey, Billy, you got to check this guy out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sharpshooter James Creed, before we let you go, go ahead, promote your social media, whatever merchandise you might have, and upcoming events. Uh, So the nearest place that you can find me at is at Southland Championship Wrestling, WrestleTopia, September 30th. Um, After that, at ARW Harvest Moon, October 14th. I am at the James Creed on all social medias, Twitter or X, Facebook, Instagram, on YouTube. I am just James Creed. Look up any video you want on there. Find any of my recent matches. And on ProWrestlingTees.com slash James Creed, I have 18, 20 different designs on there. I just released a new design. I actually have shirts on me now. So any show that you see me at. Come and find me. And by the time this comes out, I will have wrestling buddy pillows. So those are going to be making the surprise appearance at WrestleTopia. And they are first come, first serve. So anytime you see me at a show and I have a wrestle, uh, a wrestle buddy, slam buddy, whatever you want to call it, I will be more than willing to uh, sell you it. So. All right, James, thank you for coming on, and uh, we'll see you down the line. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Great conversation with sharpshooter James Creed. He's a guy I've been waiting to talk to for quite a while, and he's been making some significant strides on the Chicagoland scene and in Northwest Indiana. He's been great. Check him out if you get the chance. He could be one of the next great signings for WWE or NXT or AEW. Stay tuned for more James Creed. All right, next week we're going to recap local and national events, plus preview WWE Payback. Plus, we welcome back once again, yours rudely, Trevor Outlaw to discuss his match with referee Perch at Freelance Wrestling at the end of September, plus his upcoming matches at Warrior Wrestling and Second Wrestling. You can catch all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.